0: Hello everyone, welcome to Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends, a podcast where I speak to people much more interesting than myself. Please enjoy. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, Uh, depending on what time of the day you're listening to this podcast, of course, welcome to Darren Matthews and Sometimes Friends. This is episode four of season three, because I took a bit of a break in the old uh, season three. My apologies, I had to go back to work and it was kind of grim. So I haven't had much time to record, but I've pumped out the last few episodes. People are back listening. Thanks very much. And I'm joined to uh, my guest today is uh, Connor, better known as the Kanks of the Fellowship. (laughs) One third of the comedy trio that is the Fellowship podcast. Joining me all the way live via satellite from Lurgan. Uh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Apologies if my internet goes down because it is lurking You know we don't. We're still about a decade behind everyone else. Thanks for having me, buddy. No
0: problem. I've been in your podcast several times, so it's only for I get you back. But I'm not waiting until this fucking lockdown's over before I can get all three of you in a room together. So I just thought I'll bring the boys on and we'll get a crack with them. So how how is life? How how is uh how's being a how's your new job as a school teacher? You getting
1: all right? Fuck, listen. Um, no, it's not. It's been, well, you know what? To be honest with you, my two are pretty decent at it. Like, you know, they're not the worst children to put up with, but there, there are bad days and there are good days. It's so difficult. Like uh, your, your whole life is, for those that, you know, if you've got children, you, you know, it's, you don't have any free time, but if you add in the schoolwork, it just, there's just zero time. You're getting up in the morning, you're making breakfast. If you're, if you're not working, you're making breakfast and then you're straight into schoolwork and it can take four or five hours and it's you know there's a lot of yapping there's a lot of fighting and there was a uh, this bothered me because I I got a a letter from their school recently and it said um look we understand how difficult it is to teach kids at home we as teachers are also parents so if you can manage maybe 30 minutes a day you don't have there's no pressure to complete it and that, that that annoyed me more because I know there's lazy t- uh, parents out there they'll take advantage and go oh fuck the pressure's off i don't have to do anything and the kids are missing out you know what i mean i mean and well I mean, people i don't know if you put a video out in this but i am i'm as white as i am as white as anything but we're teaching these kids like a couple of t- asians you know <laughs> where it's like we <laughs> were fucking hard on these two kids like i want the two of them yeah. to get to go up grow up and go into higher education and we come to two next to elon musk's and then I don't have to work for the rest of my life, so we are tough on them. And I didn't appreciate teachers trying to give you an out. You know, take it easy. Don't don't worry about. it. Put on Netflix. they will be fine. Yeah,
0: gonna be a bit different, Kanks. I mean, you don't own a diamond mine in South Africa, so it's gonna be hard to get that startup capital for them. So I, I don't even own I <laughs> I don't own a
1: fucking shilling, You don't yet. own a diamond. A lot of mine for no. them. I got. The- I, I get my diamonds from those wee machines. You, know, you put the twenty p in and you crank it, <laughs> and they come out in a wee egg. <laughs> That's where I get my diamonds. I figured, um, I figured obviously the, the
0: uh, homeschooling would be different. Cause uh, I know from chatting, they sort of privately, um, uh, Kanks and myself are part of a, basically a group chat of myself and the fellowship and a couple of other podcasters, uh, like Sean from Cans across the world and uh, crazy disco stew. Check out all their works. It's all fantastic. Sure, uh, geez. we are we're, we're trying to help keep each other sane. And I don't think it's sometimes we're great at it and sending music suggestions, you know, photos of being out and about trying to stay sane during all the, the being locked in the house stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's mental. It's uh, it's mentally tough, and it's it's kind of we're like a wee a wee male support group. We're too okay to cry.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fight Club without the balance, Put yeah. each other's chests, put your head on each other's titties and try to relax. <laughs> but there's no break from it. Like even today, for instance, like that moment where you can go right, you and your partner, you have worked all week and you've been feeding and getting clacking the kids from school, let's send them around to their nannies and go out and have a, a coffee and all
0: that. Oh, wait, we can't. <laughs> can't do any of that.
1: Like, we went for a walk today, and we're like, we have to bring these two with us. You know what I mean? You can't even relax for a walk, and all you had all the way around was a two-and-a-half-mile walk. It was are we, daily, are we there yet? Are we there yet? The whole time. And then I had to lift the six-year-old on, on my shoulders and here, here's something I noticed because of lockdown because we've been in lockdown for about a, 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 almost a year and there was no holidays and things like that there I really haven't had the opportunity where I have to lift the six year old up on my shoulders but the last time I did it was around a year ago when he was much smaller and I went to lift him up over my shoulders and I would get the, my arms straight out and normally would pop him over I went to do it today and it was just his ass in my face I couldn't get him any higher <laughs> because <laughs> he, he's grown so much you know He's a foot longer. You're like, climb up my back, (laughs) climb up my back. That's what it was like. like, And then I I walked about 10 feet and I'm like, it's like carrying a grown man. You know, (laughs) he's so much heavier too. Good job. You can't get away.
0: It's a good job you've been working out. Yeah. You've actually been trying to keep yourself in some sort of nick. Is that that helping? Because I, I obviously, I got the COVID. I haven't been doing fuck all.
1: If I I walk upstairs, I'm wrecked. (laughs) Are you you still suffering? Have you got, you still got hangovers from it? Are you,
0: uh but no serious. i just i'd just be a wee bit kind of more tired than usual i'm back at work now but i'm i'm still i'm back doing full days as well so i was kind of worried about about that because another another lady i know from like uh the football club i play for mm-hmm. but it she got the uh, whatever the long covid you know it's like four months later she's still fatigued yeah. and wrecked and all. i was i was terrified of that because i was just like oh, i didn't get this too bad it was my you know, a few days, bad fever and sore head. And I was very worried as an asthmatic. I was going to have breathing issues and all that stuff really, mm-hmm. really panicked me. But when it didn't show up, I was like, thank fuck for that. But yeah, oh, it was man. then I was worried about normality returning because myself and Sean actually went for a wee social distance, trot around the park and we took our hurlies yeah. with us and we were knocking the ball about. And after about 45 minutes, I was like, I'm wrecked. And I had to basically go home and lie oh. down. So I was very worried about that because you were good enough to lend me a kettlebell that I got to use about once
1: before I got sick. <laughs> well, you're way past it now though, aren't you? You've got the 20 kg. You don't need that wee paperweight anymore.
0: I just figured out the 20 kg. I used to be a brickies laborer. So in my head, I'm just like bag of cement, less than a bag of cement. Yeah. So I should be able to, I should be able to lift this bad boy. But obviously I'm nowhere near in the nick I was when I was doing that, but we'll try working back into that. So I'm going to have to start doing something because I'm doing dry January to try and keep my head right. I haven't been on the piss. Um, what else? The I, to I know of all, of all the absolute years to do it. I was this getting into my head. Now I thought it was going to be easy because obviously I couldn't, I didn't want to drink for about two weeks cause I had the COVID. And then as soon as it was okay again, I was like, I have a fridge full of beer. Why have I done this?
1: <laughs> I, I, am at the point like we got, I normally, I'm a whiskey drinker, uh, but mostly like, I mean, if I'm out in a bar, i have Guinness because I can't sit and drink whiskey for five or six hours. But, uh, I'm at the stage now where like we have people give you know people give you a load of drink at Christmas time. Yeah, they never ask you what you're into, so they'll give you a lot of things. I last night I was a bottle of rose rose and I felt I felt really nice. And it's just I'm going through everything to try and get you know that <laughs> you know that thing you are like the dad starts Monday, but we got to eat all the shit in the weekend. <laughs> I'm like I'm, there. I'm like I've got nice whiskeys in my thing, but I'm going to drink all this other crap. So I've got like pasacos and. I don't even drink gin, but there's like pink gin with sparkly stuff in it. You know, it's like a feminine version of gold slagger, you know, but it's just, and I'm just firing it all into me. The cope and uh, the, if you, if you, I I don't care what charity you throw at me. Could you do dry January in 2021? At a fucking, no, no, no hope. There's no way. You'd you'd have have fired an empty bottle at them. Get the fuck out of here. I, I've actually got angry on Twitter um seeing people posting their updates of doing JJ. What are you doing? We're at this, <laughs> the end of the world. This is not the time to stop drinking. Keep drinking. Fucking yeah,
0: hell. I figured because of all like the first lockdown when I started get my further wages, all I did was booze. I was just like, I seem to have a lot of disposable income and a lot of days off work.
1: Get a week there, will I? Yeah. I was same. it because first lockdown was brilliant. I mean, it was like a summer holiday. It was best weather we've had. It's so like being back in school. You've nine weeks <laughs> off. And, and I, I think I, I got—I I think I got six. I think I got six weeks furlough. I think it was. And every day, man, it was just like we had. We got. Um, we had got a jacuzzi thing delivered to the house at one point. Think about all the things that became the rage. Everybody got a dog. Everybody got a jacuzzi. You know, there's all these things like we all sink synch- or whatever the fucking word is. But everybody started getting these things, and you know, getting up in the summertime in your bathrobe and just coming out into the jersey and drinking. I like guess it's just like it's 11 o'clock. I have two human beings I supposed to be responsible for it, but fuck it, you know? Yeah. That was class. Let them it's, be it's, fine. Here, I was saying about that as well. You're like
0: you're going out for walks and then you have to take the two kids with I'm just putting it out there. Was it was, was it a different time, or, or were our parents very neglectful? My my folks used to just let one Of the big ones look after some of the smaller ones, but the only advice my man and I ever left when they were just leaving us in the house. So once we, once I think one of my brothers was about 12, he was mm-hmm. responsible for everybody. And oh, the yeah. only thing I ever remember my mom and dad saying as they were leaving the house in the 80s and 90s was, Don't touch the gas, and they were gone into the night
1: away from thing. these four wee bastards. And that is, yeah, I was, I'm the eldest of three, and god, I was. 10 and 11, 12 at around that age. Time it was like, right, you're not getting a cut of the key, you know. So, if you if you go out, you're out, but I'm leaving you in, in charge of the house and look after your little brothers. No, but see, I wouldn't, I couldn't, like, I couldn't dream of that. Like, we're probably a wee bit too software ones, you know, not helicopter parents, as they say, but we are a little too soft. Like, I couldn't leave mine to look after the other one. I don't know why my parents like they're t- saying to me at twelve, you look after the six year old and the the nine year old, and I'm like what? Last night, I you put my back out trying to suck my own bloody dick, and now you want me to look after these two fucking children? Are you crazy? But they would <laughs> piss out. <laughs> Should wait for tw- she'd go out Should wait for fourteen hours. Just come back, stinking thinking of c- cigarettes and and, and drinking. It's like, uh, here's your kids. <laughs> you know, when you no, get paid I, for
0: it. I think it's um it's mad as well from that where we just kind of went out, came out of the idea of your folks just abandoning you in the house. And at some point you went, I'll figure this out myself yeah. where it's weird now because there's, there's like more to keep kids distracted But people. Are like I can't believe them in the house. And I'm like, I know social services will be right. you're like, no fuck knows what to do. They'd be ordering stuff on oh. Amazon or something when you weren't there.
1: Oh, that, that has actually happened to me a handful of times. Like or the
0: worst, if- the worst thing you could do when you were a kid was probably, you know, maybe set fire to the house, but uh, yeah, they could probably, they could probably, you know, default
1: your mortgage or something now. I, I near stabbed a kid when I was a kid. Um <laughs> my, <laughs> Did he deserve it though? <laughs> he was a wee bastard. He, uh, <laughs> my parents, one one was full-time working, and this was back in the day when you could afford to do this shit. The other one was at home um complaining all the time. Uh she her only break was to go to bingo or, or go to the, the local supermarket and, 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 and buy a lot of unhealthy food, which which led to me being obese, but that was that's that's how they did it back then. But this she would go, she went out one summer. And left the door open, and says just just you look after where you go. And there was this little guy went to school with, and he was being an absolute asshole. And I couldn't defend myself. So the next thing I thought of was go in and get the fucking knife. So I went in, and got our big, but it wasn't, <laughs> and It wasn't even a good knife. It was one half of the, you know, the electronic carving knives. Yeah. <laughs> you know them one. You put them in the gap. I came out with him like Leonardo from the Turtles. I started chasing this wee guy around, but only for him, he had only because I was like. 16 stone at 14 he got away pretty quickly but if I had got him I'd fucking cut him <laughs> up in pieces
0: you know had, you've been had doing had this podcast like, from prison and I got to dice him up like a Sunday roast Um fucking right oh Jesus no uh I think for that I mean obviously I can't I I, I don't have any kids because I'm fucking smarter than you but <laughs> in all the ways man.
1: Fuck sure,
0: so. you, have you got any kids I'm
1: just like I can't I know I just I just really don't fucking hold this so <laughs> after after the second kid, it was suggesting me a vasectomy. I was like, "You can do that?" I didn't know we had that in Northern Ireland. I thought we were, <laughs> were to like, I thought we I only found out that we can use condoms. I didn't realize we were like have vasectomies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, basically, I you have it. Earlier. My my house was obviously st- classic Catholic
0: marriage where it was like two mm-hmm. kids quite close together, and and as the idea probably was two grand close together. They're similar age. That's fine. You know, eighteen months between them no problem. Four years later, I'm born. I was like, right, well, that's a fucking, that's a slip up or uh, yeah, uh we'll go once more, will we? Three, <laughs> we'll odd nice. numbers. Five years later, the youngest boy is born. So there's 10 years between the oldest and youngest in our house, the young fellow's is born. And I was just like, well, that was definitely a mistake. You know what I mean? I, I fully, <laughs> fully no. put my hand up and go, me and, the, me and the younger boy, probably not meant to exist, but there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be the youngest. I always add that I always wish I had an older brother that could look after me, you know, but uh, I
0: was, I was the youngest for a sweet five years and never got to appreciate it. I was never, I was never old enough as the youngest to appreciate being the youngest and being spoiled and, nah. you know, not getting chased around the house with fucking the shoe, <laughs> but I, nah, none of that.
1: Well, you're, you're getting, you're getting on now. <laughs> I know you're, you're younger than me, but you're getting on now. Any thought of it? Like,
0: uh, no. He's just happy with the dogs. i with the you dogs.
1: They're, they're great dogs to be fair yeah like are you talking no forever or are you talking no for just the time period, the time the, the the next few years i don't know are you just, you know what? Are, you yeah, just rolling, are you rolling, the dice? <laughs> are you rolling the dice
0: just just to even just get away from the conversation the word's fucked <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. fancy bringing a new one in and going right look it was it was like this when i found it and it got worse i'm really sorry
1: you know i, I it's, I worry, I worry about this all the time. Like, is there ever a break from it? Cause obviously us growing up, our parents would have been worried about the troubles all the time. Yeah. And we, we probably born in the eighties. Well, I know I didn't really pay attention to it. Like, um, and it's like, now I, I, am worried about, we don't have the troubles in here, but I'm constantly worrying about things. That's just, just the burden of having kids. You're just constantly worried about the world you brought them into, or you're going to bring them into. And it's it's a a stress that I I don't know how to relieve, but circling back to exercise, (laughs) that is one thing that is a saving grace. Like uh, being able to work out is definitely, you know, beyond actually working out is, I have to work out six or seven days a week just to keep myself from murdering anybody. But um, today, for the first time in a long time, and I, I think maybe a month, I sat down and listened to three or four albums just, and had the, had the volume up full blast and that was such a great way to de-stress from everything just going on getting lost in the music is another thing i i don't appreciate enough i'm gonna start doing more of
0: i love that where people are like you know sit in a quiet room and listen to the sound of my voice and mm-hmm. breathe deeply and you're like fuck up metal
1: ah! yeah <laughs> like i i've tried i don't know if you've tried the guided meditation things but i get about three minutes in and then i'm like oh this is bullshit where's the kick drum i don't hear
0: enough where's the rip yeah yeah. i just um probably just myself i I just have no attention span i'm do you know what i'm sure it's a perfectly valuable thing and it works for a lot of people me personally i'm just a dickhead so somebody's like sit still there for half an hour i was like no (laughs)
1: yeah i don't know you're asking
0: me to do stuff i've never done before this is stressful
1: I, I, I can't, like, I don't even like going to the, when they were open, I never like going to the cinema because if a movie's two hours long, I have to sit for two hours. I'm like, I can't, I, I need to be, I need to be doing something every 15 minutes. I can't sit still. Like, oh, but I mean, one what, what of the
0: other, obviously, one of the other ways you're keeping saying is you do your, your weekly broadcast. Um, yeah. I, I oh, suppose, yeah. it, or, <laughs> I, if the world gets any more woke, your weekly hate speech,
1: how's it going? <laughs> it's turning into that. It's <laughs> becoming a, it's becoming where I, uh, I practice my rants on the wife during the week and then I hit the record on a Sunday and <laughs> it's an hour and a half of me going, listen to this fucking bullshit. And yeah. just crack it up. Did, but uh, does, does, does your wife
0: ever say to you? she's just like, yeah, I mean that's okay, but like tone it down a bit.
1: <laughs> she does. Um she has a love-hate relationship with it. She does she does like the fact that I, I have a hobby. That doesn't mean I have to go outside the house to play sports, or I'm not a I never was the guy to go to the pub on the weekend with the lads, you know, all the time. So she's just happy with that. But she does hate the fact that it's like, uh, I I take it so serious sometimes, you know? I'm like, you know, it's like, it's an unpaid gig. And it's not the, it doesn't have the listenership to justify that, but I do take it quite serious where I'm like, everybody let me go to my little recording studio, which is a a fucking shade. And act like I'm Stephen Nolan's apprentice, you know, giving off down the microphone. (laughs) But it's been going well, like you know, you know yourself. It has had some changes recently, and uh we just made changes to the lineup. I say yeah. lineup like it's a fucking band. You're like, we, the, we you're like the fucking sugar babes. You got a new one. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a black one though, just to make it more diverse. But I can't find any Lurgan. But uh, get get the comfort. funding. Get that funding. In. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I have to go to GoFundMe and over to our Patreon and we can get we can maybe get one uh, adopt a child or something. <laughs> Raise him yeah. up as a podcast. Ah, oh, fuck. Hopefully he's uh, good. Work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh yeah, it's been going well like with the uh, with the change of the lineup came at the worst time too, because we're now doing podcasts remotely. So it's nice to be doing it in a room.
0: What's mad is as well, because I've been on your podcast um both on Zoom and with us all sitting in a room. And mm-hmm. definite preference for any recording is everyone sitting in a room because number one, the coffee's better than yeah. what I'm fucking making myself here. And then number two, I find when you've got a group of people, you need to be able to look into each other's eyes to know when they. Kind of jump in and bring your point, because it's really confusing. Because every Zoom recording is, and then I said, "Oh, so we get? Do you wanna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you gonna? Sorry, uh, no, no, you go ahead. I talked over you." And they're like, "There's
1: sixteen of those per fucking episode." Yeah, it, bre- it totally breaks the flow. And even though you can see each other's eyes on the screen, it's it's still that disconnect. But w- like just before, I think it was it was over the Christmas period. I can't remember the last time we were in a room together. But I hadn't laughed that hard in a long time and I have not that hard since because just being in a room be able to riff off one another uh, and you, you, there's a there's like an invisible force you can feel when things are about to get funny and in, each other's trying to outdo the other to make the other one laugh and when you have that competitiveness um, I don't know how science the listeners but it's another great way to to de-stress and you turn over this it's it's not it's not the same like, no it's not I mean it is uh, it's where it's allowed probably
0: from like my podcast, the first series, first and, yeah, no, first series only was all recorded in person. It was me mm-hmm. basically going and doing the interviews because first series was just recorded on my phone before I got the microphone and then hooked it up to the laptop and stuff. Um, But then second series was during lockdown. So I was doing two or three a week, which were all recorded on Zoom. So I kind of got a, a flavor for it. But my podcast is one-on-one chat. So when, mm-hmm. the, per- when the person's talking, I said, quietly. And when they give me a point that's relevant to the next thing or where I want the conversation to go or where I think will uh, be the most entertaining avenue for the, for the listener, then I can go, well, here's this next bit and we move on. But if you've two or three people, you're like, who am I addressing? And then the other person cuts in and I'm like, Oh fuck, I've lost this. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to kind of host and direct and add input. Mm. But when you've got three or four people you're going, you're just like, oh, I'm going to sit quietly. And then hopefully somebody thinks of my, and then, the only reason I'm sitting quietly and then somebody just goes, "Your internet okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just just waiting to." Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like that how much thought you put into it. Um, I should be better at podcast and a better listener, but most of the time, even if I'm in the room with people, I'm not even. I'm looking up at the sky and talking to myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I am so bad at podcasting, and it's it's so unbelievable. Like, and and originally, whenever I I, I I I broached the idea of doing a podcast fucking many moons ago but I didn't really want to be the, one of the main voices on it I I wanted I like the idea of it, I love recording things and editing it and uploading it and all that carry on and I wanted to lead into more uh, I wanted to lead it into comedy sketches and stuff which uh, branched out briefly and then that, that was uh, buried again but I never wanted to be the, the, the one of the main guys I always wanted to be in the background because I know what I'm like, I'm a motor mouth and I, and I, I get carried away all the time but over the years, it just kind of, kind of, it fell, it, I fucking lose my point. I fell into, fell into that, but I never learned the the skills, even the listening skills. I've had people in the room when we were recording, and they've sat and talked for five minutes, and I don't hear a fucking word because I'm just thinking about myself, you know, because I'm so selfish. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some stupid joke I can say that'll make me laugh, and it could be something really poignant, or something very important. Um, or something serious and i'm just like i'm going to make fun of the word that they misspoke 10 minutes ago <laughs> that's how bad i am at it like, so folks if you want to be on the fellowship just
0: get in touch with thick uh, yeah. <laughs> like i've always wanted he, to he'd be. forget
1: you were talking to him but he, he'll get back at some point like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm accidentally ignorant i i've always wanted it to be uh because a lot of people doing podcasts now you have a theme and they, ha- they have a structure and I think when we were starting podcasts, I didn't really look too far for inspiration. There was a couple I'd listened to that I enjoyed, but I, I always wanted to try and capture that moment in a bar. We are having a conversation. You're all trying to do each other on a, on a, trying to be more outrageous and joking and talking about general entertainment and stuff like that. And I wanted to capture that conversation, obviously without the noise of a bar. Like, And, and that's just the way I try to structure. So because then people, when people, um, it's structured without a structure, in a sense. You know, when people ask me what's your show about, I always find it very difficult to explain it. I, I say it's, it's kind of sometimes we interview people in a way, not really. It's comedic, but that's down to your own, you know, where you find it funny or not. Because it's, uh, uh, it's just general. I always want to say general banter, but that's already been taken. You know. Well, I mean, that's that's like
0: Jerry Seinfeld when he was asked what the show Seinfeld was about. He he yeah. and Larry David said it's a show about nothing. So that's you can have that where I mean, you you guys have it where your your current affairs when it's the three of you and then you have guests. So at least that gives you something to work with. Mine is where I have guests like I've talked to guys like um, Rory Woods and William Thompson comedians. I know who do a podcast where it's just them talking. And I was just like, I don't not that I don't think I could do it, but I think I'd run out of stuff or I'd, get, I'd be hitting pause and stuff going fuck where am I going with this you know I mean I wouldn't be able to free form it whereas when I'm having a conversation I can go back and forward and it's great because even if a person thinks oh I don't know what I would talk about or if I'm quiet I'm just like just feed me something and I will I'll help you don't you know don't worry about it I'll I'll. it'll steer my questions as to where I'm going next but then I can add in my own extor- stories and experiences but it's been good if it's a fucking cracker guest on as well not my obviously not saying that about myself <laughs> But um, you guys have had some good fucking guests. And whenever you were able to hang out, it used to be really cool to go down to the old uh, Fellowship headquarters and get a nice cup of coffee and you know get a nice new Facebook profile photo off fucking cringles. It was great.
1: Yeah, I know. And, Your and bro if, and
0: his candid photography, which is fantastic. Like, it's really, really cool to be down there in that
1: shed. And, and whenever this this new shed, if, when it gets to the point of uh, being complete, in my head, uh, I wanted to make it a little, I know it's still a shed, like, but I wanted to make it a wee bit more comfortable and a wee bit more professional in a sense. I wanted to be people to come down and you can only really be so impressed by by wood and nails, like, but I wanted to be like, oh, this is not just some fella on his on his phone recording a podcast. These people have put a bit of effort in Hey, those. that was my whole first series. <laughs> <laughs> if you go if you go back and listen to I I've been we've got a Patreon that I've been um kind of getting away with for the time being uploading old episodes I got deleted from the internet accidentally it wasn't even the planned thing but um majority of the first like i don't know 40 of them were all recorded on a phone and it has that phone sound quality you know you all sound like you're outside and underneath a bridge you're far, <laughs> far 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 away but i've been going back and listening to them and uh well listening as much as i can stomach like uh, the, the quality and the, the sound quality is is terrible name ones as well but everybody starts somewhere like i don't when people ask about that doesn't happen that often like but when people ask about starting a podcast you, if you had all the money in the world you think i want to get myself a a roadcaster and those big 200 quid road mics and the, the, the fancy arms that bend and all that carry on but really you just need a phone like if you have a phone you can buy uh you don't even need mics but you can buy we repel mics or and you know a wee multi-connector and, and away you go you don't need any fancy equipment to start like
0: yeah, for for a man who likes waiting to jump in to make fun of when somebody said a word wrong, it's a lapel mic. I knew I, I, knew I
1: said it wrong. I, I, if when when I know one I of can't the, pronounce one of those word. one of those
0: Dave Chappelle mics. Uh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I will purposely try and say it faster if I know I can't pronounce a word, or mumble it even more than I normally do. If I just, hopefully I, no one picked up on it. I remember doing an episode of your podcast
0: ages ago, and I what I did was I um. I gave the boys words they weren't allowed to say because I was chatting to you and you're like, i fucking, I'm sick of talking about COVID. And I was just like, I'm going to start, I'm going to play a game. So at the start of the episode, I was like, here's the words you're not allowed to say. And everyone was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because you know? <laughs> it was like, yeah. a, uh, because it's just in your brain to you go. And coronavirus. And I was like, no, nope, can't say that. So I was I'm thinking not- next time I come on, I'm going to bring like a, you know, like a, I work on a, a cafe and we have a wee bell mm-hmm. when food's ready. I'm gonna bring the bell, <laughs> and when you fuck a word, I'm just gonna go ding. Uh, <clears throat> that's going. To pronounced, get so it's pronounced lingerie, <laughs> not oh, teddy that's... holders. <laughs> uh
1: well, I'm gonna adopt that one. Uh, yeah. that, that is going to be a, such an annoying podcast. And listen, the people are gonna fucking be screaming at us Stop ringing that bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh god six seconds in he said his own name wrong ding <laughs> I am terrible for it like it's uh, between between being a mumbler uh, and so inarticulate I'm not even sure and I'll say things with I'll confidence i am you know, purely panicked <laughs> know. I'm more aware of it now I'm thinking I'm fucking I know I'm, I'm awful at it like that's why I'm that's why I'm so bad at arguing when I argue with somebody I have the I have the words in my head but whenever they hit that that front hole, they just come out so badly. My like, oh. <laughs> let me down again. <laughs> you yeah.
0: know? I know yeah. it's just you're because your your brain's going right. Don't say anything that makes it because if you just if you lose your shit or you say something stupid, you've lost here. And it, you get about five <laughs> set, five minutes into it, and then you're just really flustered and you go, "You're worse than Hitler." Fuck off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hit <us."> I, <laughs> once that blood time, once that blood pressure goes up, I go full Alex <laughs> Jones, like I cannot <laughs> control it and I'm just like the frogs are gay. You yeah. Know? Still, I mean stuff like Alex Jones do you have any um do
0: you have any recommendations because I know you listen to a lot of podcasts so apart from your own obviously which ones you should go check out the fellowship podcast um people are people need entertainment in lockdown I know thankfully I've got nice people that listen to this podcast do you have any recommendations like as out there as you, as you want like who what do you listen to or who's entertaining Fun you ones? even if it's
1: mental is it good crack see my the the, the work I'm in I I, I work um nine hour shifts as a welder so I need a lot a lot of distraction so I, I subscribe to maybe 30 podcasts i'm never never catching up wow um and because of the year that we've had i find that I've, i used to have a lot more fun stuff but I, f- I find myself like just being attracted more to like political stuff and um and conspiracy stuff like got there but i don't want to recommend any ones because they will fucking melt your loaf like <laughs> because uh, do, do, I do, I I get to the point where I just go, I can't wait this all over and then go back, just listen to comedians podcasts. But I do listen to a few of the local ones yourself. I listened to the one you did with Andy there today when uh, working out and cooking and stuff the day. Um, the two parter was great episode. I, and I, 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 if I had an award show, just my, for my personal tastes, I would always, I would give um Doctor and yums, my favorite podcast of 2020. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then i listen to some music ones as well like i'm uh, rad act rad act is uh hosted by two guys uh, english is an english podcast and one of the co-hosts i think i've basically followed this guy like a a fan girl f- from his whole career because he used to be a stand-up comedian call him uh, uh oh god second name's hill oh my god i forget this first name now but he used to be a stand-up comedian and then he was a guest on the original metal hammer podcast back in like the early 2000s oh, nice. and he just got such a good personality uh the 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 main host of that show back then just kept bringing him back on bring him back on so he's gone on to become a a, a journalist in his own res- respect you know as a, as a writer for metal hammer and the likes yeah so if and that's my way of keeping hip with the kids I listen to Rad Act, to find out what the new sounds are, you know, <laughs> just so I can stick, I'm not just sitting going, you know, music today is not what it used to be.
0: Yeah, I love when you say the new sounds as well, as if like you're talking about like 80s hip hop in New York.
1: What's the new sounds, man? <laughs> you're like, I know. what's already music? you like, metal. <laughs> the, I have this, I have this weird, I have so many weird fantasies, but I've always had this fantasy of like, um, because I'm approaching 40, that a couple of, like, little, like, rocker kids, modern kids, like, metalheads or whatever, are they're playing their music on their boom boxes. I don't know what they call it these days. And uh, I'm walking down in, like, you know, respectable clothing, sweatpants and a T-shirt. But they, they look at me like, <laughs> you're square. And then I'm like, that's Black Dahlia murder you're listening to. You know what I mean? Like, I can just tour and say, I know this shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers, yeah. I've been around this for longer than you have. Well, or you, then- you can do, you can just sort of hear off in the,
0: off in the distance, like, blast beats and... Okay, like a wee, yeah, through somebody's headphones, just here. We
1: yeah, am always listening to metal, he's listening the music. I like, <laughs> I, I that like in the world of like that kind of music, not what not bothers me more is whenever I bump into someone I'd known from years ago that treated that like a scene where it's like, I was in into then, but I don't really listen to that kind of stuff now. I like Coldplay playing things it's like, dude, you were never into it then, there was no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's like that can't leave you. I mean, you gotta love it, and and I also hear people that say there's no good music anymore. It's just like, you're not looking in the right direction because this is just my personal uh, th- thought of it. I know musicians give, I know musicians uh talk about how bad likes Spotify and all is, and there's no, you can't earn a living, but to, to counter that, it doesn't give them any comfort, but to counter that, because there's no real scene anymore, like in the charts, you can't really be a rock band and become big unless you, you know, you, there's no, there's no way of, it's, we don't, the 90s uh, alt scene is long gone now. So I think because of that, there's no way of, like, chasing what's hot. You know, New Metal was probably the last big thing. I think it opens up more experiment, experimentation. Because uh, I find, like, a lot of new bands now are just blending signs that would have been, like, they would have been afraid to go near because there would be been no commercial value in it. But because there's no commercial value in anything anymore, you get so much so many interesting artists coming out now, and just trying things, and 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 it's. I think it's as a consumer, it's this is the best time to be a music fan, but as a fucking musician, it's probably horrible. <laughs> like you know.
0: Well, at this point, music is no longer a viable option to make money. The music you release is an advertisement for your tour, which they definitely can't do at present. So this is the problem. This is what I said uh, when I was chatting to. Uh, Andy McGibbon who I was on his podcast yeah. the other day Andy that's in the Bonnevilles check it out folks very very good as well uh, I basically said my way to support bands now is instead of buying an shirt an ACDC t-shirt for a tenner online I'll buy a local bands t-shirt for 15 quid but you're yeah. you know like having ethics is expensive basically we're like I want to support a smaller industry which is you know sort of fucking musicians I mean there's you're not you're not you know, getting a rock star or riding a limousine anymore. You're literally like, I'm going to try and help this lad fucking feed his family. So I'm buying a t shirt because it's it's yeah. an art- artistic release of his. But everything we do, like I do stand up comedy, you want people to come to shows, you want people to see you. There are no shows. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh fuck, have I, have I, have I full on went Tory and retrained? I'm, I haven't really, but I'm just sort of back doing my real people job. My real people job was just to kind of keep me going until I could do something fun with mm-hmm. what I want to do. So it's really weird, but music's the same. You're like, you, you always want new. I don't mind. I, and weirdly enough, you say you bump into people. that are just like, Oh, I listened to them. I don't listen to it now. I'm like, I'm 35 and I still go back and revisit
1: stuff that I loved then because it's like a happy yeah. memory. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Oh yeah. There's a, the, the emotional ties, the things, stuff that can bring you back to moments in your life. Like those things, like yeah. I have a playlist, I have a playlist I call bangers. Um, so original, but it has like, it has some of my favorite songs and some of my favorite guilty pleasures. And it and I'll, I'll continuously add to it but it has stuff in there as well that'll bring like you know like something from like like not even well-regarded bands like Top Root but if I hear one of their songs I'm like I'm back in my old flat drinking you know wine and and watching Jane Silent Bob Strike Back or something you know it brings you back to that moment of freedom before you had fucking kids but see on the, on the side of comedians like in this whole lockdown thing like you the, the options of alternative ways of getting out to people is so limited because at least with musicians, and I, I admire a lot of them for doing this, a lot of them have put on these uh, digital shows and been very successful with them. Like, you know, where they've done them with they're almost concert movies in a way, you know, some of them do them straight up live. Some of them have them scripted with cool things in between songs and stuff. And at least in that industry, they have found a way to adapt. But there's no real way for a comedian to do that because it's you gotta be in front of a fucking crowd. And I have watched some of those, um, some of those recorded uh, sets and things. That uh, as a fan, they're cool to watch to get an insight into things. And the the, the one I'm thinking of particularly is um, the Comedy Shore, which was held. It was put together by Shane Todd, and it was cool to see comedians working material. It was almost like watching a comedian die. Every single comedian die on stage, which you don't often see because when you go to see a comedian, it's usually such a, an event that you're going to see a show that's already been worked on and it's a whole night out. But to get to see a comedian come and try new stuff, it's a treat as a, as a fan, but you don't, you don't want that all the time. Like I, I couldn't want, I, I could, given the choice if music goes away or it stays in the digital form, I'll go, I'll, I'll take the digital form. But if it's like comedy goes away or you're watching the digital form, I'd say just let it go away because I, I can't enjoy that anywhere near the same level. But I can't enjoy live bands on a screen in the, uh, some, some way, you know. I've done, what, in the last year, I've done three gigs,
0: I think. One was that mm-hmm. pre-recorded. One was that comedy on the shore uh, and two were in the garden gigs that Vittorio Angeloni ran during the summer, which were great, but they were outside. So, obviously, once the sun goes down, you're fucking froze, but still <laughs> good. And you can still build an atmosphere. But yeah, the, those recorded gigs are really strange. A few people have asked me to do Zoom gigs, and I'm like, I can't face it. Like, I, I can do a gig to eight people as long as the eight people are sitting in front of me. Yeah. I can't, I don't know. It just fucking sends a chill up my spine. And I, I I, did that recording. And weirdly enough, it was really nice to be on, well, not on a stage, on, on anything with a microphone in my hand and going, Jesus, I just need to vent a few of these ideas because there's been, yeah, I think as well, I've been doing fuck all. So I was on furlough and enjoying the the outside world, but people are like, if you've ever seen my comedy, and I've said this on fucking so many podcasts, but people are like, oh, you must be doing loads of writing in lockdown. I'm like, no, because number one, I don't want to fucking mention it once it's over and I'm able to do a show again. And number two, all my stuff is about adventures I've had and places I've traveled and funny things that happen stupid Darren when he's
1: in a foreign country. Not able to do any of that, so no. We've been writing fuck all. Paul Maher, he's cracking up. You need those. Like, you need that experience. Like you can't, you can't pull ideas from. The, well, write a joke about sitting on the fucking couch all day and watching Mandalorian. There's no way. Of the, like even, even on a even on a different or a smaller scale or similar in the way. at the Beginning of 2020, um, at the end of every year, we always kind of get have like a wee fucking meeting. We have, a, we have a drunk cast for christmas but we usually have a meeting at that and go, what's the plan for the fellowship podcast next year what guests do we want to get how do we want to grow it yeah what other things avenues can we go down the road in and and uh the 2020 was like we're going to do more video stuff i i loved. Uh, we have a few videos from back in the day and they're not sketches well i don't know what they're technically called they're like shorts you know like a uh, comedy shorts well i uh, I hate saying that to a comedian because it makes me. It's it you know, it's whatever. If you laugh at it, then whatever. But then uh, that that put all that on hold. So your the creative side of things is completely dead. And towards the end of the twenty twenty, we had a lineup change again. We had a lineup change. We we, we brought in uh, Jared Lochran, who who does my wee production videos. Um, originally had him as a guest. Got on real well with him. I thought if we could add an extra member to the fellowship. As a four-man group, group, I would love to have him because he's so cool. Like, And then the way circumstances worked out, he ended up being a full member and then one of the members no longer does it, but a dev left. And then, uh so the idea was now we got a guy on who his creative outlet is making comedy sketches. Mm-hmm. And we thought, right, well, let's combine our powers here and let's do that together. But like you said, once lockdown come in, it's like every now and again, someone will say in the group chat, Anybody got an idea for a video? Completely bankrupt when it comes to creative ideas. Like, no, can't think of a fucking thing worth doing.
0: Yeah, and everyone's like, "Will we do like a joke about COVID?" I'm like, "No, we fucking won't. We're not no, just gonna, no. we're not gonna just go for that." The people are just like, maybe going online or going looking for some some form of entertainment. And there's there's just more references to exactly what's fucking going on inside your door. Like Amazon Prime I've released a movie about COVID, and I was like. Really, Songbird? Jesus fuck,
1: go away! And, and do you know they made that movie last year in the middle in of lockdown, lockdown.
0: <laughs> taking their masks off? Action, set a line, cut. Mask talk, off.
1: <laughs> talk, about exploiting a situation. Like you know, I've never yeah. seen anything been turned around so quickly. It's like if the it's like during the troubles they make a fucking movie. Troubles, the movie, and people getting fucking shot in the middle of the street. Like it's just yeah. like, Hollywood will will. They will do anything for a shilling like, wouldn't they? Songbird was definitely one of those scripts that
0: they had sitting there for years that they couldn't kind of figure out what to do. And then this happened. There was a producer sitting somewhere and he was like, this sounds really like something that somebody, I can make this work. With. Give me that script. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, change that, change that. This is now the new name of it. Yeah, that all fits in. Yeah, I can rewrite this in about two days. Get, leave it with me. Man, this thing's fucking in production, you know what I mean? When they just slap a title on something different and you're just like... That would have been a pretty good movie on its own if we hadn't immediately just rammed it all into what's happening <laughs> in the world right now. So it's a pain in the arse.
1: But what, what is your plans? Because
0: obviously, what are your plans for the year? When you Because when, we did the drunk cast and had drinks at Christmas. But are you? you I mean, you still have to do all your fucking guests online. <laughs> Whereas before, you guys had people down at the bunker or down at the house, which was class. You
1: had, they had the other comedians on you. Like, oh, Who was the wee boxer on? His episode was fucking class. Oh, he's a local boxer, um, Ryan Green. Yeah, actually, actually speaking to him again recently. I wanted to get him on because I wanted to talk about how his business has been affected because he is also a train, He's a retired from um, boxing now, but he trains uh, people and he also has a boxing gym. Not far from me, about five-minute drive. And uh, he was forced into lockdown, uh, which makes no sense to me, to be honest. I can't understand why they're, they're closing gyms whenever um, they haven't really produce the evidence to show that gym. In fact, to produce the evidence shows the opposite, that, that people being infa- infected with COVID, the, the lumber is so low in gyms that it, it doesn't make really any sense to close them. But um, yeah, I wanted to get him on, but we've started to take advantage... Should actually been doing this a lot. Should have been doing this a lot earlier. Take advantage of getting uh, people on using Zoom because now it's like... I normally looked at the guest list, like who the fuck would travel to Lurgan? But now it's like, no, we need to start looking... Beyond that, so I've bought the feelers out to try and get a few people on down the line, but again, I don't really like the idea of relying on guests to push the podcast as well because, um, I like it to break up the monotony of it. But I also I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> Senior eyebrows going up. I like, No, you didn't, did. I? was just, I'm <laughs> just I thinking of the the idea about the guests because when
0: you said that, my my eyebrows went up because I was just like, This is the only way I do a fucking podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, but see. As a solo podcast, it's different because, yeah, you do, it is, that works, but I think it's harder to do guests when you have three different, you've already got, got three regular voices all the time, and then you stick a fourth one in, it becomes like too many chefs in a kitchen type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, I find. So that's why we don't do it every week. I wouldn't have a guest on every week. I have to break, I have to break it up because it, uh, it just becomes a bit annoying, I find. But that's probably just my point of view. Maybe other people love it. I have no idea. Like,
0: yeah, but it's um, yeah, it's kind of weird, I suppose, how you how you do it. And this is now. I mean, we're we're doing a podcast now about podcasts. Is this some sort of inception podcast? I thought.
1: Yeah, I, I thought about doing that At one point. I thought about doing another podcast where we review other people's podcasts. But I thought you <laughs> could make a lot of enemies pretty quickly. If you yeah, know yeah or you just you just come on and every episode you just keep going. I it
0: was it was. People talking. I mean, I thought there was going to be more to <laughs> it than that. <laughs> <laughs> and they talked about COVID again. Fuck's sake! Don't recommend. <laughs> oh man, is it? That's the other thing as well because obviously the fellowship your your setup was that it's it's current affairs and you're hitting, but it's the same shit every week in the news. It's put it this way, I can see why Bill Murray and Groundhog Day tried fucking kill himself a few times. Okay, yeah, it's it's getting
1: mental. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's getting it is getting dark. I mean. Like, the current affairs thing, you always try to mix it up. As like, we'll bring something serious. Like, we used to have a feature on our show, um, which was uh, pedo news. We used to talk about, like, the latest fucking people getting arrested or the conspiracy around pedophile rings and stuff like that there. And then you would try and break it up with something comical, like, you know, a, a, a woman had to get rescued by the fire I'm making this up as we go along, by the fire game because her, she got stuck on her toilet or something. You know what I mean? But now it's like every bloody, you know, you start reading something and you get the third paragraph you know, like, oh shit this is also about covid i thought i was I thought i was reading about a new fucking game show coming to the bbc what the hell's going on you know it's just it's it's getting harder and harder to avoid to avoid it and uh, and being a listener of pod and a fan of podcast it's like even that music one i mentioned to you the rad act yeah, I talked about it for 15 minutes one day. I was like, Let's just get to the fucking reviews for Christ's sake. Well, look, it's an
0: escapism thing, but that's a podcast that's relying on whether, like, seen any good bands lately? And they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you? No. So I watched, I, I paid, I paid £10 for a live stream of a band playing,
1: but that's, that's about it. Like, I got, sweet. I got up every five minutes to go make to go myself a snack or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, never got in, never really paid attention. Fucking. That's one thing I miss so much. I got a I got a reminder on Facebook memories the other day. And I think the last gig I was at was actually this one. It was four years ago. And it was Black Peaks. And I look so happy in that photograph. And you I'm haven't like, been to a gig in four years. I don't think so. Because it became more difficult. I, I, I could be wrong. Um, it became more difficult with uh, work and kids planning it. It's, I mean, I know it's only a train away to Belfast. But it became like a whole half hot- to have to get home a lot of a lot of the bands I like playing midweek and most of most of the nights they played I was working a later shift and I and I can always use a holiday but I'm like maybe I'll keep that holiday for the next band and then I do that and then before I know it it's the end of the year and I've not seen any of them you know yeah
0: I think the mad thing as well is the last gig I went to if I remember correctly was the Wild Hearts me and my mate went to see them in the limelight oh, but uh, well, look, look let's talk about more hopeful things and stuff we can look forward to I now live in Belfast and even if it's during the week if you want to come up for a pint, sleep in my house. If you have yeah. work in the morning, take the car and drive. You know, it's, it's, it's no big deal. If you want, you don't have to, I always found it that you don't, gigs are so good. You don't have to booze. It's nice to have a few pints, but I drove the lots of gigs when I was younger and I lived in Newry. We would have taken the car up and we're, we're working the next day. So before I lived in Belfast yeah. where all the gigs were, yeah, it's absolutely no big deal. So yeah, when gigs were back on, I'm sure every fucking gig will sell out because people will be dying to get out for a bit of entertainment. And I'm looking forward to uh, the fucking two comedy nights being back on again and me being back to work and actually having mm-hmm. fucking more money than I have now, which is like survival money. It's fucking mad. I'm like, yeah. how, did the, how did the normal people do this? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, know what. Like I know. I know. I, I've it. had a second income for fucking 15 years. I'm like, what is, what is
1: going on here? This is mental. And oh god, I, I I don't know how you're coping with it. Like you've just got the you just got the main the main one coming out at the moment. Yeah. Well, look, it's the main. I mean, the, look,
0: like, the main one runs the place. Everything else is fun money. Like, but it's just it it doesn't allow me to just nip off for a wee break and all that stuff. So it's all your all my usual escapisms. A lot of them are shut. You know that kind of thing because everything's shut. So it's like ah fuck I'll head off for a weekend to clear me? It. No, no. It won't. Um, I'll maybe go watch it? No, won't do that either.
1: Yeah. I suppose go book tickets I, I, for? It. No. <laughs> There's no point planning for anything. I see it all. I see um, an increase in advertising of uh, holidays abroad for stupid money, like you know, uh, forty-seven quid to go to Cyprus, you know, and things like that. And It's like, what is the, what is the point of booking it? Because you're just going to have to cancel, it like, anyway. You know, I was hoping to go somewhere in the first quarter before the man the the brought in the extended the lockdown. Like, what? There's no point booking anything. Mm-hmm. well the, the, the other thing as well like does
0: this then give you more time to work on your podcast or I mean as we've seen like or as you've said earlier in the podcast r- real life's a pain in the arse, so you're less like I right, Well, look we can't go anywhere so uh, this will give me more time to do my podcast only oh, no, way I have to teach my own children so I'll be in the well, kitchen if you're lucky
1: <laughs> it's it's honest to god it, I, I could put the blame on myself but I, I won't because I don't do that I blame everyone else around me but if before lockdown hit I was in the middle of building this extension of the shed. Like it's a big, big unit. Like it's 16 foot long and like 10 foot wide and nine foot high or whatever. And the idea was if I got that place done, that would be my space. You know, I could come out here and record like be bonus podcast for Patreon. I could have a green screen and make some stupid little videos. I could come out here just even just to hang out and have the speakers blurn and listen to the fucking Limp Bizkit or something, you know, and feel like I'm 16 again. But because lockdown kicked in and the bad weather followed it, uh, never got finished so it's a lot of like staring out the window watching the rain drop <laughs> you know, the poor has not finished yet and I, and I can't go out and make the most of it but even with all those things I it is down to motivation because I could still somehow find the time and the place to record because you don't need a studio you, could need a, you need a fucking room and quietness but it's hard just to get the motivation for it. I'm
0: like greetings from my office. <laughs> Yeah, which so is which is this the third bedroom in the house. The only reason it's an office was because there's no bed, in, so it's a fucking office. All right, but um, do you have? I mean, you, obviously you've been trying to keep your head right with a lot of fitness. Like, I mean, you, you've obviously given me all the the fucking the know how for the old kettlebells. Are you are you following a program at the minute? Is that kind of the the mental outlet, a bit of physical exercise to keep your fucking brain ticking?
1: Yeah, I mean, um kettlebells is my my second or third love you know and then the children i got into it, like every every you know that's seven degrees of Kevin Beck, and i think it's, it should be seven degrees of joe rogan because it was joe rogan had a guy on years ago called keith weber and now he's a kettlebell enthusiast trainer like it's just that's that's what he is known for and that's that uh, piqued my interest so i've been following him for four or five years now and he has great programs um basically like six week boot camps you can do in the in your living room and i i just do that and then when i get to the end of six weeks i reset it and start all over again and just blast them out are you ever worried
0: about getting tired and just releasing the kettlebell through the tv
1: i have i've had that actually you've had a few almost through the front window moments you know you get too tired it gets a bit sweaty around that handle and you're trying the grip to grip goes swing that thing your leg and i've got small hands i can't say it in audio form but they're tiny like you know the only thing i have in, re- in relation to donald trump is our hand size they're, they're you know i can't i actually had a, that kettlebell i don't use actually too wide those vinyl ones those are yeah. those those are wider than the the the, the old school ones and i i struggle with it i can't get i couldn't touch the thumb to my big finger around those things like <laughs> you have, I mean, as you say,
0: you're doing like six weeks. Think what you can do in the house now. That does take a lot of fucking mental motivation to go. I need to do something. So you're doing those yeah. yourself. I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, any recommendations? I always like to throw something on an episode where it's a recommendation. So fuck recommendations. Yeah, I mean, people are doing Joe Wix and jumping around their living room, kicking over fucking the cat and all. So that's
1: that's brilliant. Like I, I come from a background of no fitness. Like I, 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 I said passing and jokingly sometimes but I was I was obese I was a a huge I've still got problems from my knees carrying weight for so long I didn't start exercising until my 30s at all like I never did anything and uh, that's where you start off whatever you can do you do see I that excuse and I've done it myself I'm, I'm guilty of all this as well where people say, you know, the dad starts Monday, or I'll get in shape once I get into the gym, once the gym's open up. But it's like, no, you can do. There's so much you can do just at home with zero equipment. Um, and and we have the knowledge now with the internet. You know, our our parents grew up, they stopped doing any kind of physical activity once they had kids. Um, but now like we we have so much knowledge at our fingertips, and we have. PTs on on YouTube for free. There's no excuse not to be doing something. You know, you can even if it's just walking on the jogging on the spot. You can do anything. Like, yeah, it's the the motivation behind side of it. Uh, I hate that. I hate that excuse. I do too. You know, I need the motivation. I need to find the motivation. Fuck that. Just do it. Just start it. You don't have to complete it. You don't even have to. You don't. you, you don't have to finish the full workout but just do it start it and see how long you can go and if you fail the first time start it the next day don't say I need the motivation for the next day just do it and that's it it's it's a long road the thing about getting in shape and I'm not in shape by any means but it's uh, I made these excuses for 15-20 years you just have to keep doing it picking away at it like I started out doing 10 girl push-ups a day and ten minutes on incline, on a on a walking on a, a a treadmill, where my skinny fiance was sitting on a chair eating Doritos, and I was trying to get these titties down. And now I'm doing, you know, an hour and a half swinging kettlebells and and burpees and skipping and all that shit. But that took nearly ten. That took me near ten years. People could do it faster. People could take a wee bit longer. But the the important thing is just. To do it, whatever it is, just fucking do it, whatever. And and it's even better if you find something that you love. I love doing kettlebells, but there's a lot of things I tried that I hated, but I tried to push through it because I thought I had to do it. Uh, 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 to, to try everything, but just do it, do something. Like, like I can't imagine you
0: in a Pilates class. You know what I mean? I can, I can <laughs> imagine you.
1: <laughs> I've done that. I've done that yeah. too. <laughs> do you know what's weird
0: as well? Uh, as much as I, I would do that joke where people. The reason you, you certain say, say certain things in comedy sort so when I say Pilates, people associate that with we old ladies, you know, doing squeezing their core. Now yeah. I went in one day, I had a day off and I had a membership for the sports center in Yuri. This is many years ago. And I was like, Oh, it's a Pilates class. Like, i go and give out a go. I've never done that before. And I went in, of course, I was the youngest person there, about thirty years, and I was like, Oh, nice. me and all the we old dears, they were fucking brilliant at it. And I came out like somebody had thrown me down a set of stairs. Swear to god yeah oh, i was fun. giggling away i was like look at these weird ones and then they were like you were balancing on your bum squeezing your core with a ball between your knees and i was like what <laughs> the fuck is going on right now and the wee women that were up there the arms out you know and chatting away to each other the sweat was rolling off me i'm puffing and breathing going i think i'm gonna have an asthma attack this is before i had asthma <laughs> yeah. developed my, blood. my blood pressure's like fucking arnie when he gets sucked out into the surface of mars and his eyes start coming out of his head <laughs> Oh, I, so, yeah.
1: I, I I was a poor, horny impression I've ever done in my life.
0: Yeah, as you <laughs> say, you like, do this. something, but the other thing is as well, the best gym I ever joined was when I was a brickies labourer because I was just I was literally working out eight hours a day, so it's very hard to, it's very hard to get over well, that fucking thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's it is hard to when you especially when you do vi- physical work, but it's like um, but it's like anything, it's like comedy too. I mean, you don't I, when I hear comedians talk about starting in comedy. It, it's the thing just do it you just got to get up and it, it has to become it has become something that becomes a, a like a routine or something that you're used to so the fear of it the fear of a stage will diminish it seems like a fear of work not not a fear of working out but that kind of thing trying to put it off in your head it doesn't completely go away like even today I could have started an hour earlier than I actually did but I kept hammering up find things to, to distract me but it is you just got to keep you just got to do it and I think now more than ever, of course, like I, with mental health type of things, I know it's a fucking cliche and it's everybody jumps, it's a mental health and COVID's the two topics everyone talks about. But um, I've been down the avenue of therapies and, and counselors and stuff like that, and they're all beneficial and they're great. But just as important was physical activity. And it it's still, it's like my little. Uh, my little inhaler in a sense you know I need to do it to keep things right because I can go down dark roads pretty damn quickly and that's those that I find it so important and I try and encourage everybody like I mean co-host my brother Kringles he's getting uh, all being well he gets married this year and he, he came from a background of zero exercise either and I was always personal look dude if I can get if I can get down from 42 waste down to 32 weeks, you can get, you can do it too. Like, you know, and kept personal and personal and personal. And now the guy's, he's Joe Wicks the second. He's working out all the bloody time now, you know, yeah. but it was like getting to that point where it's like, I know you don't want to do it, but do something, do something every single day and yeah, that will build and that will build. And the rewards, the rewards from things like that are tenfold, you know, yeah. makes you a better person to be around, a better person you know a uh, stronger person healthier uh, uh, and just yeah it's it's it, it helps i mean what, what one of the best things ever by being in the rock music and stuff is being in that marsh pit with complete strangers and racking each other but knowing that you're at the end of it you'll come out sweaty and bruised but that euphoria that comes with it exercising for me is similar to that that's good i mean at, at this at this
0: point in time the way the world's going it's just like just look, find your happy. It's it's really hard to fucking and as, as you said, I remember you said this one time, and I've seen, uh, read it other places. If you kind of, it's really hard to do, but if you sort of ignore the world and do your own wee thing, even mm-hmm. if it's for an hour a day, like you know, don't don't try and work out and watch the news for fuck's sake. Turn off that shit. Put your I do that, put your do you? No wonder you haven't. I am. This is why I'm surprised you haven't fucked the kettlebell through a TV. I, I, I would a, just a, need to disconnect totally, either have the TV off or just have music on and doing the, the session. You know what I mean?
1: So I'm swinging the kettlebell, watching uh, Biden roll the troops through Syria, going that the fucking- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I can't. I need a, that's one bad habit I needed to work on. Yeah, it's weird as well because obviously, I
0: mean. Why, why, watch a different news channel, they're like, this is the same story, but I don't want to smash the TV anymore. What's the crack here? It depends, <laughs> just depends where you're flicking over. and just like, like, like It's the same It's the same stock footage of just like, Jesus, there's American troops in Syria. And they're just like, uh, oh, dispatch more troops to Syria. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. And then the next news station's going, uh, Operation Freedom 2 <laughs> has landed in Syria. And you're like, wait a minute, that's the same fucking footage the other guy was showing me.
1: So, I, yeah. I, it feels like we've lived... Oh. Four or five different lives in the sh- in our short time on Earth. There's been so much crap that's happened in 30 years. <sighs> take a break for fucks. Where are the aliens? That's what I want. I want the aliens to come down, and then we can all take a break from this shit.
0: Oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, that's that, that. Is this not something that's getting released? Are we not? Are we not getting released documents from the U.S. government? There's there's a brilliant. There's like a, a kids movie years ago called Monsters Versus Aliens, and there's just a very oh, yes. funny. There's just a very funny. Seen it at one time where it's the wee news reporter, and he says, uh, "Aliens have landed here in America, the only country where aliens ever seem to land." Yeah, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> like, oh, they're uh, gonna get declassified. They're gonna get declassified, you know, things from the Pentagon and from the U.S. government about what's going on with the aliens. Now, just like, do you, do you really think that they know geography? <laughs> you think somebody's travelled uh-huh. across the galaxy? he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hang about, Nora, but and uh, let's have a wee look around here before we just start fucking this out. And they all seem to, you know, they all seem to be inly probing <laughs> farmers in Wisconsin.
1: Have, you know what I mean? What are you doing? I, I can imagine the aliens hovering above Earth trying to decide which country they're going to go into. And they're like, which one has the M&M store? You know? <laughs> <laughs> America, let's go. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, much. Fuck, okay. I, I, I can't imagine it being, Um, I had a guest on recently, Josh Hamilton from uh, thegist.com and his podcast called Shatter. And we had talked about the alien um the the declassified information going to be i think it's june is scheduled to be released and he's all hopeful that it's going to be a big bombshell but i just can't imagine it ever being because if it was i think it would have at this point at least been leaked you know i think it's going to come out and go, it turns out i don't know china or russia know how to make a hover car or something like it's going to be so it's never going to be what you think it is you know i i you know i think it, it could even be one of those points
0: where just like Oh, we've actually had contact with alien life, and you're like, it turns out it's like a bit of bacteria living on a rock. The fucking, you Aye. know, like uh, we we actually found this here crash landed ten thousand years ago. Like the thing's dead now, but it was here. This counts as contact, and you're like,
1: I was expecting people in chips. Hello. And they'll fucking try and monetize it too. They'll stick it up on a website. You know, you can get your own wee bacteria as well. <laughs> Just put in promo code NASA or some shit. You know, for ten percent off. <laughs> Yeah, it's never going to be what you want it to be. Like.
0: Yeah. I mean, last year was so weird as well because it was like, was it uh, Australia went on fire and everyone was like, fuck, could be, a, you know, that's, that's you know, it's summertime in Australia. That, that, that happens. It'll, the rest of the year will be fine, I'm sure. March. That's us. Fuck, <laughs> forget about it.
1: I Googled there recently because I was going to bring this up on the end of the year podcast, on the fellowship. I was going to do uh, everything that happened in 2020. There's loads of sites that have, uh, compiled all the big big breaking news stories and I was reading through it and it got so depressing I was like I'm just not going to bring it to the podcast because I was like I forgot 90% of this shit happened in 2020 so much happened last year like, yeah, you're just I like surprised Michael Bay didn't bring out a movie for every fucking incident Yeah, I was just going to say as well because obviously the end of the year is like us having a
0: few drinks and having the crack and you're just like here lads I've got a list What do you, what is he this get the
1: crack going and you're just going to be like Kanks, I'm gonna hang up with you because you <laughs> <laughs> look at this picture of this koala Dan on a stick. You know, yeah. like it's just it a completely If I, uh, if I wanted a... bad news, I'd phone my mom and ask her who's died in the village lately. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what is it? Old oh, people reading out the obituaries like it's just such a cliche. I wanna, I gotta, uh, everything you, you become your fucking parents like. But I I gotta keep this in my head and I don't want to be that one ringing up my children going, you know him, you know him, you know of course you know him for fuck's. Well, he's dead, <laughs> he's dead. You know fucking all do it like no it's um it's definitely a
0: thing where it's um it's my ma's just of me and like do you know it's weird like I'm 35 I haven't properly lived where I'm from in about I want to say 19 years so she tells me these people and I'm just like oh no 15 16 years She was like you know him and I was like honestly don't I literally finished school and I was trying to get out the gap as quick as I could that's, yeah. you do and, no, and I do not, no idea. I I go home and people think I'm one of my older brothers. Do you know what I mean? I I don't I'm know a, you. I'm
1: just like I don't live here. That's why you don't know me. Yeah. Oh, I had a fucking. I've my younger brother, the one that lives in Australia. Uh, I had a guy one night trying to start a fight with me because he thought I was him. And I I didn't. <laughs> it, took, it, it took a it took a few minutes to figure out what was going on. He was starting on me and he says, "You did this and you did that." And I was like, "I don't have a fucking clue what this guy is talking about." And then he goes, "Is that right, boss?" And I said "Ah." You think I'm mad, you know, was that moment. Then we became best buddies and drank all night. It was good yeah. crack because we, we bonded over our mutual hatred from a bro. We were like, no, 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 no. I used to be fatter. That's not me. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Here, mate, do you uh, like kettlebells? <laughs> fucking pull up a chair. Tell you the crack.
1: <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Oh fuck's sake!
0: Oh man, have you? Uh, before I let you go back into the the cold dark night with your whiskey, do you have anything you want to to add, or what do we what are we pushing this weather? Uh, well, you know
1: the only thing. The only where thing do we find that, you, baby? Yeah. Well, as far as I'm aware, you can get it anywhere. Podcasts or find <laughs> the Fellowship podcast, yep. but it's the spelling of it that throws people all off because it's not the Fellowship. That's that's the religion the religious terminology. Mm-hmm. I found out after the fact. But uh, it's the FELLA, F-E-L-L-A, ship. And you can get it everywhere. Like, it's Spotify, iTunes, all the rest. And uh, they're all more than welcome as long as you have Yeah, the boys are everywhere. Spotify, Google,
0: NSA, watch lists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, hear the, I hear the Chinese government are very interested lately. Uh, one of the boys has <laughs> sure got a Huawei didn't. phone. They're listening to every episode. <laughs>
1: That's, I don't want to spoil it, but we've got the uh, Xing Ping
0: coming on in a few weeks. <laughs> And if Daffy said that wrong. I know that. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's gonna have a chat with us and then have you set to a labor camp. It'll be good, it'll yeah. be a good episode. Yeah,
1: yeah it'll be make good content for sure. Like oh fucking hell. Yeah, so
0: guys, if you are looking to listen to more of Kanks and his uh his deadly trio of crack <laughs> merchants, check right, out the fellowship then. podcast. Uh, just type that in fellowship podcast, f-e-l-l-a-s-h-i-p fellowship podcast. Remember that it's nice and easy, you'll find it on all the major platforms. Uh Kanks man, thanks very much for coming on. It's uh I've been thank on your you podcast loads me. of times. I should have had you on here ages ago. I do apologize.
1: Yeah, no one asked me on for anything, and I know why, like, but uh, cheers for having me. That's been a good crack. Like. I was worried you wouldn't come on without without your two sidekicks. So <laughs> <laughs> the kids, so they're in there, I can't fucking. Yeah, the they're
0: right a bit. It's too late this night. No problem. Uh Kanks, thank you very much for coming on. Ivan Darren Matthews, this is Darren Matthews and sometimes friend. Kanks, say goodnight. Sing us off, buddy.
1: Good night. Uh,